December 19th in Toronto, Canada. It's cold outside. It's gloomy. <laughs> but one thing that has warmed us up was the Raptors win over the Charlotte Hornets last night. Hello, everybody. It's Alex Drobin and Andy Redding. This is the Raptors NBA podcast, your go-to source for Raptors news. Andy, the Raptors with a big win last night over Charlotte. Um, you know what? Never mind. It's not that big of a win. Not a big win. Don't even try. <laughs> Charlotte's not very good. Charlotte is seven and eighteen. Nevertheless, the Raptors got the win. What are your initial thoughts on the game? This was not a big win. I've never been so embarrassed by a Raptors win in my recent life. Uh, the Hornets just—they're missing four starters. Guys couldn't get across the border. Guys were injured. The guys were not there. And even when fully healthy, the Hornets are a terrible team. That was. A bad game. Raptors were down after at half, down after three quarters. Just excruciatingly slow starts. Uh, yeah, I'm in, I'm embarrassed. I I don't want to show my face today. I'm that embarrassed. You don't want to show your face today. Okay, I take it back. It was not a big win. You're right. It was a pretty soft win. Also, the Raptors, like you said, were trailing through three quarters and then had a big fourth quarter. Uh, 35 points in the fourth. Charlotte had an 18. Raptors come away with the win at 114-99. Um, going through their starting lineup, Andy, I did this yesterday, and I was like, who the hell are these guys? You know? Oh, yeah. Or through their roster, who was playing? P.J. Washington, we know him. Brandon Miller, rookie. Richards, no idea. Terry Rozier, like, bench. Bryce McGowan? Bryce McGowan's. If you're gonna tell me that you've heard of Bryce McGowan's, we're gonna tell you you're lying. Okay. You're lying. Um, bright spots. Pascal, a near triple double, twenty seven, eight and eight. Obviously, Scotty Barnes came in with twenty two, seventeen rebounds, twelve on the defensive glass. Um, I don't know what other takeaways do you want to talk about from this game. A lot of flack online has been going towards the head coach's direction lately. Uh, slow starts, not really playing with much flow. Should we start questioning Darko a little bit? Is he, is his, is, is his inexperience showing like the Raptors shouldn't be losing to the Hornets. That, that look at that game is a loss more or less. Uh, I feel like the Raptors have slow starts almost every game. I just wonder if we miss Nick Nurse a little bit. We definitely do. Uh, the thing about Darko is that I think it'll take him a little bit longer to gel with this team, especially if there are all these trade rumors swirling about Pascal, about OG. I don't know as a head coach how you can, you know, sort of set lineups and get ready for the season. And, you know, when you know that two of your biggest stars might get traded in the next like couple of months. Do you know what I mean? So I feel like that's really tough on any head coach and especially one that's in his first year. Now, having said that, like, I just don't like the Raptors' offense. Their defense isn't the best. Um, we need to make some trades, and I feel like right now isn't a year where we could we could win anything. So for me, it's like, what kind of trades are we going to make? Are we just going to tank with this guy for the next three to four years and then start you know, competing again? I don't know. Like, what's, what's the outlook? It's a trade. It's a trade. Around Scotty, keep Scotty, build around him, get some young pieces. That's the outlook. And next, be pesky next year. That's the plan. 
just be you don't have to make the playoffs next year, but just be a team where you're like, oh, this team actually has a ceiling. This team can grow. Cause right now, I don't know. I feel like the Raptors are at their ceiling. It's we're topped out. And it's um, embarrassing. The other thing is like nobody on our team is injured. You know, like if you if you Great look at the team. if you look at the roster, like everybody is healthy. So there's a quote um that Darko had after, or sorry, before the win. He said, one thing we cannot overlook is we have had a pretty healthy roster this season. He said, before Monday's win. That's a testament of our medical staff, but also us working together to try to manage those minutes. I always look for long-term benefits for the player, for the team, for the organization, and for everybody. I think that every single night running guys 38, 40 minutes is really, really hard. But on certain nights, if it happens, it happens. Like, it's one of those things where Nick Nurse did run a few of our guys into the ground, Fred Van Vliet. Um, you know, he was playing Pascal quite a few minutes, but we were getting wins. So I don't know if this whole minutes restriction thing is getting to the team or like what's happening, but I just feel like barely beating out, uh, the Hornets who, like you said, have four starters out. I think that's absurd. And I got to tell you, man, I'm getting sick and tired of talking about these Raptors, Wins and losses that are so mediocre. Sick and tired. Um, they're decent at home. Eight and seven at home. Fifth, eleven and fifteen overall. The schedule tomorrow. The Raptors are playing the Nuggets at home. You're going to that game. What's yes. your outlook? What are you excited for? Talk to me. I've never seen Nicole Jokic in person before. I miss them every single year. I tout him. I say he is the best player in the world. I know you disagree sometimes. Uh, so I'm excited to see the best player in the world play basketball in front of me. Uh, Jamal Murray is going to get a nice ovation. First time in Toronto since winning the chip. That'll be nice. Uh, yeah, I'm excited. I don't, I'm not even going to watch the Raptors. It's kind of sad. We're at that point where Raptors fans were in the early 2010s. And before that, where you're just like, I'm going to go watch Kobe tonight. I'm going to go watch LeBron tonight. You're not watching Andrea Bargnani. No one goes for that. Uh, speaking of Jamal Murray, so he's been back since the back since the eighth, and he's been playing pretty well. Like his, so yesterday they won against the Mavericks. He had twenty two in that game. He's averaging eighteen point three five point seven assists per game. I think by the looks of it, he's being a little more cautious with the way he. Handles himself on the floor. He's not taking as many chances, as many risks. But it's really good to have that guy on the floor. Like, he has to play in Toronto. Obviously, there's going to be so many friends and yes. family watching him. Yes. And um, I have seen Jokic in person. It's incredible. I, it's it's funny because I feel like he's not one of those players that's flashy enough to be like, I'm going to see Jokic because of the flash. Do, do you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like it's just to go see greatness. but you're not going to see like any insane highlights from him as opposed to maybe a couple, couple of passes, couple of passes, Andy. Cut him some slack. You're just any chance you can to slander Jokic. You can, you just get a little backhand compliment in there. I like Jokic. I like Jokic. I'm just saying you're not going to see Jokic highlight plays like, okay, a full court pass. All right. Some pass through the legs, a weird pass behind the back. It's not the same thing as going to watch somebody. Showtime. Nah, come on. Would you rather see Jokic play or Steph Curry pull up from half court? 
Jokic. Okay, come on. Now you're three-pointers three pointers get boring. Three-pointers are the most boring highlight in basketball. It's just the same thing over and over again. I want passes. I want dunks. I want blocks. Okay, well. I don't want three-pointers. You don't get dunks or blocks from Jokic. So you're looking at <laughs> passes. And Jokic shoots a lot of threes. So you're literally telling me that you're going to watch a guy pass the ball, which yes. is fine, which is fine. I'm just saying he's not the most exciting player to watch in the league right now. The greatest passing big man of all time, and you're just backhand complimenting him. Uh, you know who is exciting to watch right now? Who? My boy, James Harden on the L.A. Clippers. Man, that team is balling out of control right now. James Harden, this is a segue, by the way, but James Harden just hit eight threes in yesterday's <laughs> game. And he's like, he's just cooking. He's cooking everybody. Are you willing to take an L on what you were saying earlier in the season, or do you still not believe in the Clippers? Seven straight wins. Where are they in the standings? They're in like a plains. Oh, they're in the sixth spot in the West. Uh, eight straight wins. I apologize. Am I willing to take an L? No, I don't think they're upper echelon West. I think they're going to lose in the first round of the West. I, I still don't. I still don't think they're elite. Uh, I'll take the L in May. But I, that's not going to happen. They're going to have an injury or two. Guys will fall off. These old men will be old men. They are old dudes. The team is filled with them. Okay. Either... Well, looking at his line last night, he went for 35, nine assists, three boards. There's a lot of stories that are coming out about James Harden's work ethic, believe it or not. And I think it was on the Zach Lowe podcast. Somebody was talking about this, but... Basically, James Harden for the last couple of months has been working with his big guys after practice with Zubat. So he's basically just running pick and rolls after practice, trying to perfect that part of the game. And honestly, I appreciate it. If there's one thing that nobody has doubted for a long time, it's James Harden's work ethic on the floor, on the floor. Off the floor, he has his issues, but on the floor, he goes hard at practice. He plays as hard as he possibly can, and he likes to develop his big men. So I think we're literally seeing we're seeing that in person right now in these NBA games. Like, he is dominating everybody. He hit, like, four threes in a row in the fourth quarter last night. Um, this guy's stepping back on people and won threes. They destroyed Indiana last night. Again, I think the Indiana story is fizzling out, but they beat them 151-127. Come on. So you love James Harden because he stayed after practice a few times to throw some lobs? Is that why you love him? No, this, I, I, love him. I love him because he's cooking right now. What do you mean? The, first off, this whole like guy stays after practice, he's trying hard. These guys are professionals. They should be staying after practice. This is not That is not something to give them a medal for. That is what players do. Kyle Lowry did that. DeMar DeRozan did that. Every, like, every guy who wants to improve does it. So he's just meeting an expectation it's not surpassing anything because he's staying after practice I, that's i'm not sold I'm just, on this. i'm just giving you the reason as to why he's been cooking and honestly like can i ask you a question why are you such a james harden hater i'm not a hater i just i just look at him and assess that he's past his prime and the fit with this team is not ideal it's not as great as it was last year with philly it's just too many guys who want the ball Okay, but I feel like 
throughout our time knowing each other, which is what, 10 years now? I feel like you've never liked James Harden. Yep. I can't believe that you can't give him some props for his game last night, for example. That's my problem with you. I feel like you are <laughs> such a hater that you can't be like, yeah, that was that was nasty what he did last night. Like, why can't you just give him his flowers? Yeah. You had a great game, but I'm trying to look at the long term. I'm trying to look at this macro He's Macroly? He's he's good. Macroly, that's not the word I know. But he had a good game. But there's a, still a lot of facts where he's failed with a lot of teams recently, and he's going to bust out in the playoffs. I don't, I don't know. Uh, I'm going to transition to this a little bit. Do you? So all star voting started today. Do you think James Harden is an all star? Absolutely, absolutely an all star. His numbers may not say that right now because he's only averaging 17, five, and eight assists. But he'll get there. Like if he keeps this up. He likes to pass the ball. Like right now, he's acting as more of a point guard on this team. Like his last five games, or his last three games, actually, 15 assists, 12 assists, nine assists. So he's, you know, I think he likes to pass the ball more than he likes to score. But when he gets hot, he gets hot. Um, Again, that's a really good question because there's a lot of guys who has to surpass in the Western Conference to be an all-star. And that will be difficult. You Do know? I agree. Especially with his slow start, it'll be hard to pass him. Yeah. Uh, speaking of All Star, I'm trying to get this back to the Raptors here. Your biggest hot take in the offseason was Scotty would be an All Star. The voting opens today. Voting is only for the starters. I don't, he can't be a starter, right? Like he no. doesn't get enough American hub to do it. No, he's so, not going to be a starter. I was looking at, so. There's probably going to be eight or nine front court play, eight front court players that make it to the All Star game in total. The locks are Embiid, Giannis, Tatum, Jalen Brown, Bam, and Butler, maybe. So that's six. So that leaves two spots for the likes of Bancaro, Randall, and Scotty. Like, I, he might be in there. I'm not sure. It's really tough to say. Like, Going just by the numbers, he probably he's coming really close. Twenty points a game, nine rebounds a game, six assists, shooting forty eight percent from the field. Um, but like having said that, it's just really difficult when you're on a team that's uh, significantly below five hundred. And I don't think the Raptors are going to get much better than that. So my whole thing is like, if you can't be helping, if if a team's not winning because of you as much as they should be which the Raptors should probably be winning a little bit more than they are right now. And they shouldn't be losing through three quarters to a team like Charlotte. Like I think as at this point, I don't think he would be an all-star for me personally, Um, just because of the Raptors record, because of the Raptors record. I think like you need to help a team win more than just get numbers. Do you know what I mean? So you're admitting you were wrong in the summer. No, 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 no. We he can he can rattle off, and obviously that depends. Like if he was averaging 30, 10, and seven, and they were still in the same position, I would say yes, put him in the All Star game because that that can't be his fault. You know, yeah. if his numbers, if your numbers are so undeniable that you're like, okay, well, he's doing it on all both ends of the floor, and you know he's averaging thirty a game, that's a different situation. But right now, if he's only at 29 and whatever, six, then I, I don't think the numbers are quite there for a losing team. And we've seen the situation in the past. We, you know, we've seen guys who have massive numbers on 
horrendous teams make the all-star game because you know like whatever the scoring the scoring supersedes the record but in the at this case he he doesn't have like an outstanding number you know if he was averaging like 17 boards a game then it's a different situation but right now i don't think he's quite there even if he was over 25 points i think that would help a lot but not yeah. enough points it's not i don't think i don't think like if you watch espn i don't think they talk about scotty barnes ever like i don't think he gets any attention down down south so i, I it's going to be it's going to be a struggle there there are a few games which you could win here but i think we're going we're going below 500 within these next like 10 games. So I don't know. When does all-star voting close? I'm not sure. In a month or so? It concludes Saturday, January 20th. So 17 games. Like, could he bring up his scoring average or his rebounds numbers or his assist numbers enough to make to make it? Could the Raptors be a 500 team? If he keeps these numbers up and the Raptors come become closer to a 500 team, then he should make the all-star team. I told you so. I told you it wasn't going to be an all-star. I told you. Well. Not this year. Next year. Well, first of all, you told me that, but then you said he might be one afterwards. So I don't I don't <laughs> know where you're. I think you're a bit all over the place too. Uh, okay. One more thing for me. Darko, mm. now only two wins away from having to pay for dinner. I mean, it could happen. Probably not. At Nuggets Look at your or at Raptors, and, at Raptors and at Sixers. <laughs> not gonna happen no not gonna happen one more thing andy we've had a lot of interaction on those top six nba dunkers of all time so we'll be putting out videos like that a little bit more often but if you have any thoughts if you have any ideas about what kind of video we should make next and what we should talk about you know definitely just put it in the comments uh and or send us a message uh privately once again thank you so much for watching for listening have a great day everybody go raps goodbye